Christmas. Good afternoon. I'm. I don't even know what day. What day is today? Why it's Christmas Day, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone who's here watching online. Good to have you. We're going to have a wonderful service today. Special one-hour candlelight service, and uh, I pray that you guys are having a, a wonderful, festive uh, time of year. And of course, we're going to celebrate Jesus today. And uh, we're going to have fun at it. The only main announcement I have is I just decided this late, late minute off the press is we're not going to have service on Sunday. I, I figured give people t- a day off. Um, I'm here every Sunday. I'm here most. I don't take Sundays off at all. But just because the time of year, not having service on Sunday, we will have service next Sunday, of course, which is the last Sunday of the year. Is next Sunday? Oh, that's Sunday. And so um, come to that, and, uh, and that's the only announcement. So I, and if you um, have uh, prayer requests, of course, we're still having prayer time for Natalie at various times. Keep her in your prayer. But uh, just pray that you have a wonderful Christmas. And today, in fact, maybe, let me just pray for our dear sister Natalie. Father, we just want to pray right now, Lord, that you would minister to our sister, Lord. Lord, thank you that you are the great physician and that her life is in your hands. And again, Lord, we beseech you on, on her account, Lord, that you would show your mercy to her, Lord. We also pray for Daniel, Lord, that you would give him strength, Lord, uh, and give him uh, rest and, and uh, discernment and wisdom with decisions he has to make while she's in the hospital, Lord. And we pray for also for our brother Tom, who's been, who's been hurting for some time, and that you pray for healing uh, with him. And in Jesus' name. Lord, we just pray also, Lord, that you would bless our service, bless our worship, and uh, 
just uh, bring encouragement, Lord. We just thank you for the greatest gift that you give of all, and that's, just, that's your son, Jesus Christ. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Why don't we stand up and say hello, and then we're going to have get into our scripture reading. So just stand up, say hello real quick, say hello online, and then I'll have, we'll kick off. I know Sharon is ready for the first one. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she... Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exile here, until the sun of God appears, rejoice, rejoice. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night And death's dark shadows put to flight Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel Shall come to thee, O far and nigh to us the path of knowledge show and cause us in your ways to go rejoice rejoice Emmanuel shall come to thee O Israel O come desire In one heart and mind, bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. 
Good morning, church family, and everyone joining us online. We welcome you. Uh, this, this afternoon, I'm reading from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 33. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. All thy works with joy surround the earth and heaven reflect thy rays. Stars and angels sing around the center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain, call us to rejoice in thee. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Canarius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went also up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. And you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly 
there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men, with whom he is pleased. What child is this who's laid to rest on Mary's lap sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch their keeping? Is this is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing? To bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. What lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christian fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. Shall pierce him through the cross, be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. Hail, hail the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. I'll be reading from Matthew 2, 1 through 6. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. I'll be reading from Matthew 2, 7 to 11. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me that I may too come to worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and the star, which had been seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell on the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Oh, holy night, 
The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and ever pining till he and the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious Chain shall he break 
for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let all His holy name, Christ. Christ is the Lord. Oh, praise His name forever. His little sensitive. Good morning, Merry Christmas, good afternoon. I keep saying good morning. I'm used to morning. This is weird. Uh, this is great. Wonderful, you know, wonderful uh, that we can, uh, we can have church in the afternoon. Um, Christmas is my favorite time. I love singing the, the Christmas carols because they're so rich in, in theology and it's all about Jesus. Well, Let's pray and we'll get, we'll, get, uh, we'll get started. Lord, thank you so much that we can celebrate the birth of your son and celebrate the greatest gift that has ever been given uh, to, to the world, and that is Jesus. And God, I just pray that, you know, just that today as we, we celebrate and tomorrow we celebrate, uh, that it would, it would never get old, Lord. It would, it would uh, just, we would see new things and experience new things and and appreciation of, of the gift of your son. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would bless our time in your word and just just a few minutes of, of meditation on your word that uh, it would, just that you would open our eyes, Lord, and show us Jesus in new and powerful ways. And, and I pray your blessing at, uh, on this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Christmas, you know, we're here to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and if we had, uh, if I had thought about it, we would sing happy birthday to Jesus, which um, we would have had a cake and everything, but Christmas is always, you know, I mean, we celebrate the coming of the Messiah, the long way to coming of the Messiah, and um, I had just was thinking about just when you, ha- <clears throat> so we had, we had gifts that were, that, that were stored away. <laughs> we, these were presents that we had wrapped, uh, and they were intended for somebody. Um, maybe my, I think it was my mom or somebody. But we had wrapped them up, and for some reason, we never gave them. And so we we, we put them into our garage, and they've been sitting in our garage for for a long time. And then we finally gave uh, my mom this gift, and she appreciated it. And and sometimes we, it's like you have to unwrap the gift to find out what's in it, you know. And sometimes we have to. With, with, with today, I just want to meditate on a few things uh, uh, about the Lord. And just, I want you to turn to, uh, to the Gospel of Luke. And I just want to just start off by looking at this one verse 
And it's, it's, it's spoken by Mary, Jesus' mom. Jesus uh, is, of course, born to, uh, to Mary and Joseph. And, of course, Mary was a virgin. And, and Mary has this, this incredible visitation by, uh, by the angel Gabriel. And he tells her what's going to happen, right? That you're going to have a child, you know. And she's, she's a teenager. She's probably 13, 14 years old. She's a young teenager. Joseph's a couple years older, probably. And of course, in those days, in that part of the world, that's, that was not unheard of, you know, because just how they live life. But, but the, the, the angel uh, uh, says, you're going to have a child. And we read, we read that section. And in, in chapter 1 of Luke, Mary says in verse 46, And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, generations will count me blessed. Now here's the verse I'm, I, that, that struck me. Verse 49. For the, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And the rest of the, the, rest of the it's called the Magnificat, you know, is her giving praise to God for the things he has done, right? He has, he has had mercy, he has done mighty deeds, he has scattered the proud, he has brought down rulers, he, had, he has filled the hungry with good things, he has given help to Israel. But the, 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 the thing that starts it off is the mighty one has done great things for me. And I, I want to use that sort of as a reflection point because I was thinking about all the things that we have in Jesus Christ. If you're a believer in Jesus, it's more than just believing that something happened in, in eternity past or something happened 2,000 years ago in some little town in Bethlehem, right? It's something that has impact on you and me today's this very moment right now. It's the gift that keeps on giving, right? You can never get to the end of the significance of that gift. And I was thinking about this. What if we unwrapped sort of the gift that we have in the Lord, right? Just to, by way of meditation. This, I, 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 had, I came up with probably like 30 or 40 or 50 of them, right? And, and I'm not going to do that, but I'm thinking, as I'm thinking about what we have in Jesus Christ, you know, oh, I didn't realize that, or I didn't really, oh, that's, that applies to me too. The, the things that many people in the world are looking for is found in Christ, the world is looking for peace, right? Who's the Prince of Peace but Jesus Christ? You're looking for peace in your soul. You're unsettled, and it's found in Jesus Christ. So I, I want to go through a couple of things. First of all, he's given us the gift of salvation, right? I mean, ultimately, Jesus Christ is sent to the world to save us from what? From hell, to save us from eternal damnation, to save us from, from sin and from bondage and slavery, that's a start right there. The whole story of the Bible is the story of the redemption of mankind. The fall of man, Genesis 3, God says, I'm going to do something about that. And it's in sending his son, Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, he gave his son, right? That whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life, real life, salvation. He's given us the gift of salvation in fact, Mary even, um, or later on, uh, not Mary, but Jack, Zacharias, who's, who's Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, his dad says this about, um, about the coming Savior. And, and verse 69, um, 
that he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his, his servant. That God has raised up a savior. You and I could not save ourselves. See, the people don't always realize that without Christ, there's impending doom and damnation. But Jesus Christ is the answer. And God says, I want to save those people. Jesus Christ is our Savior. In Acts, he says, there is no, there's salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we may be saved. Acts 4.12. There is salvation in no one else, and there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men that by which we may be saved. Uh, you, you may follow other teachers and they give you tips, but Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation, period. Mic drop, end of story, that's it. When, like when you're in a bind, and we're talking spiritually here, because at the end of the day, you and I are spiritual beings that are going to live on past this physical earth, right? You and I are living somewhere. And the only person that is going to hear your cry for help is Jesus Christ. Muhammad is not going to save you. He is dead and buried. I'm preaching to the choir now, but I'm preaching to somebody out there too who's not in the choir. Your self-efforts won't save you. Oh, I got to try harder. I got to do better. Okay, Lord, that won't even save you. You came in, you're drowning in the middle of the ocean and you are, you don't, you're desperate, you're struggling, and Jesus is the one who can save your soul. And you'll call, you call out to him. He will save your soul. Lord, help me. Save me. I mean, I could stop right there and that would be enough. That will be Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, right? So he's the savior of mankind. He's also get the, the one who gives us freedom, right? He gives us freedom. In John 8, Jesus says that if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. He is the one who has the keys to unlock that prison door you're in. Amen? Some of us put ourselves in our own prison. Some of us are in prison because of sin. But Jesus Christ is the one who unlocks that door. He's got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's got the keys to unlock your sin, right? Amen? Paul says in Romans 8, the law, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. We have freedom, Christ. Freedom. Sin makes you a slave, but Christ makes you free. He makes you free. Amen? We have the gift of deliverance. The psalmist says that, God, you are my hiding place, and you preserve me from trouble, and you surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 60, O give us help against the adversary, for deliverance by man is in vain. But God, as in Psalm 68, 20, God is to us a God of deliverance, and to God the Lord belong the escapes from death. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2, he says that Christ delivered us, if he delivered us from such a great peril of death, he will also deliver us, and whom we have set our hope, he will yet deliver us. He is our deliverer. These are, these are, these are, these are, these are real values. The value in the gift of Christ. He gives us the gift of hope. The gift of hope, isn't he? I mean, as long as Jesus Christ is alive, there's always hope, right? 
Sometimes we go through things in life that, that brings us to the point of like, where's the hope? And Christ, as long as he's alive, there's always hope. Without Jesus, there's no hope. Those who have died without Christ have no hope. Hell is a place of utter hopelessness. But the beauty and wonderful gift of Christmas is the hope of Christ. Amen? Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ is our peace. He is our peace. He is the one we say, the the prophet Isaiah said that a child will be born to us, a son will be given, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, what? Prince of Peace. That's why if you look at, look at go, you're in Luke, Luke chapter 2, he says, this is supposed to be devotional, so I'm going to keep it short. You know? But Luke 2, he says this in verse 14. The angel says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he's pleased. Only Jesus Christ brings peace and he brings peace between you and God, between man and God, right? Because before there wasn't peace between us and God. You realize that. Sin has offended a holy, holy, righteous God, but Jesus Christ came to bring peace, to reconcile God to man, right? The, the, song, the song that we sing. What's the song we sing? Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the, right? What's the song? What's the song? God and sinners reconciled. That's gospel. I mean, that's something to rejoice over, amen? Because of Christ, we have peace with God. That's huge, huge. I mean, that's, that's worth the dance, right? That's worth the celebration. We're at peace with God because of Christ. It's interesting when Mary says these words, think about this. When Mary says these words in Luke chapter one, she says, <clears throat> she gives praise to God and she says, the mighty, for the mighty one has done great things for me. And she just got the news that he was gonna be, she just got the news that Mary was gonna be mother of Jesus, Right? And she still has great praise for anticipation what's, what's to come. In other words, she is praising God for things he's done in the past, things he's done in, his, in her family, but then here's this news, but God has done wonderful things for her. These things that God does have eternal consequence and effect. Jesus Christ is our peace. He says, my peace I live with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you do I give to you. How does the world give peace? I don't know, I haven't found peace in the world. Right? Have you? I haven't found peace in the world. It doesn't know anything about peace. All it knows is conflict and war and strife and arguing and strife and division and everything else, right? It has no peace. But Jesus says, I give you my peace. Don't let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Jesus Christ also gives us the gift of friendship. I love the verses that talk about how Jesus is a friend to sinners, right? He's the one who sinners are drawn to and they, and they feel comfortable with him. Um, he says this in John 15, greater love has no one than this that one lay down his life for his friends. He's referring to what he's about to do for us, right? Greater, no, other, no other greater love 
Then somebody laid down their life. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Think about that. Jesus is our friend. Some of us need friends, don't we? (laughs) I, I don't know about you. I'm really bad at being a friend. And I'm glad that Jesus doesn't give up on me. He's, he, 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 he's, a, he's the friend that sticks closer than the brother, right? He's the friend that sits there and kind of gets you and listens, right? He understands where you're coming from. He, lets you, he, he just kind of lets, lets, you, lets you speak and lets you begin. He just kind of, he's there with you. Good friends that sit with you, amen? And Jesus Christ is the friend who says, listen, for, I'm, I'm going to die in your place. That's what a friend does. I'm going to give myself for your benefit. That's what a friend does. Mighty thing that God has done in Christ. He gives us, of course, the gift of forgiveness. Now, some of us have lived, this, lived life a long time and we've done things that we've regret. In fact, to this day, we still have shame and guilt over certain things. And we can't get, we, it's hard for us to get past that because it happened in the past, but to us, it's happened like it was yesterday, right? And we, str- we stumble and trip over that forgiveness part. That's like, you, that's like, you know, and I get that. I've had that past, you know, and I'm like Martin Luther, and I beat myself over. And Jesus Christ gives us forgiveness, complete forgiveness, as if like God says, I will never remember your sins no more. I will bury them into the depths of the sea. I will separate them as far as the east is from the west. Now, I can go north and eventually go south, but if I go east, I'm so, I'm, well, that's so far away, right? The gift of forgiveness, wiping the slate clean, Starting afresh. Sometimes we wish we'd have a new start, right? I wish, you know, just kind of snap the fingers and refresh start. And guess what? Jesus Christ gives us a new start. That's a gift from God. In fact, in Luke 1, it says uh, that, that this child... Um, uh, Zacharias is uh, read, uh, saying this uh, about John the Baptist who's going to go before Jesus and in Luke 176 says and you child will be called prophet of the most high for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins many of us still walk under the weight of sin under the to a tremendous weight of sin that we, somehow we just, we, we, we can't get over it, right? And God says, I have forgiven you because of my son. That's a gift. I don't know, I'm just preaching to the choir here, but that's a gift. Peter is preaching in the book of Acts and he says, repent, And each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness, the gift of forgiveness that's in Christ. Sometimes, but Lord, I've done things that are so beyond that I can't forgive myself. It takes humility to accept their forgiveness because you cannot say my forgiveness, my standards are higher than God's. Mm -mm. And if God found a way to forgive you, who are you to say you can't forgive yourself or somebody else? 
is because of Christ. He gives us the, uh, the gift of, of purpose. He gives us the, the gift of, of a new and changed life. Gives us the, the, the gift of, of understanding us. And the gift especially of his presence, of being with us. We, we, we sing about Emmanuel, God with us. That the virgin will be with a child and they will call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. I can go on. I have like almost 50 of these things, I think. But the most important thing that God gives us is this Himself. God in Christmas, in the story of Christmas, the account of God giving His Son and valuing you as much as His Son. Think about that. When God gave His Son for you, there was an exchange there, right? That means that's what you're, you are worth. If I, if I buy something and I give $5 for something, that thing I get is worth $5. Right? Well, it's given exchange for that is the value. So if God says, for you, I'm going to give you my son. I'm going to give exchange. But with the son, he gives himself because the son came to, to reveal God, right? The son came to explain God. In other words, God's greatest gift to you is giving himself so that he can know you and you can know him for all of eternity. That's a gift. It's just not knowing about God. It's like my, my job isn't just to teach you the word of God, right? I mean, I'm supposed to teach you the word of God. My job is also to teach you the God of the word. I just don't want to do a data dump on you and here's all the facts, right? I know a lot of facts about you know, this person, they're six foot four and they're like 230 pounds, they're born in this state. I can know facts about that person, but I'll never know them. And the greatest gift that God gives us is the gift of knowing Him. And it starts with Christmas, it starts with the birth of Christ. Wow, what a tremendous opportunity! What value that is to know God. And God says, I know Him and He knows me. And I'm like, yes, think about that. God wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. And that, to me, is the greatest gift of all. Amen? I'm watching the time because I'm on a time crunch, but praise the Lord. For the the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Silent night. Glory stream from heaven 
much that you are the light of the world, that you are the gift of hope, you're the gift of salvation, you're the gift of new beginnings, the gift of forgiveness. Lord, you came so that we may have life in that abundantly. More importantly, Lord, you gave so that we can know you and know God. And I pray that if there's anyone here today, personally, in person, or whether online, that if they don't know you, or if they're not certain if they know you, that they would receive you and ask you into their lives and receive what you did on the cross for their sin. Father, thank you for giving your Son. We praise you, rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pull out the candles be somebody going along with the buckets to to grab them. Hey, this is great. Hopefully it doesn't uh, set off any alarms, but um, I wish you a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. We will not have service on Sunday. Have a day off. Uh, We will have service next Sunday, which I think is the 2nd of January 2nd. So we will see everyone on January 2nd at 10 a.m., God bless you, and have a merry, merry Christmas, and a happy new year. Thank you, sir. Virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace Sleep in heavenly peace